if you look for something that's good, yes. you'll find good in that. Right. On the other side of that coin, we can find bad always. Right. And a lot of times it's the first thing we do see. Mm. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. Susan, I'm so excited about today's topic, mostly because I'm hoping I'm going to learn something that's mm. actually going to help me because mm. this is an area that I struggle in. And so it actually kind of started from a devotion from your book, We're Still in This, 90 Healthy Truths for Happy Relationships. Mm. And the title of this devotion is Look for the Good and You Will Find It. Wow. Don't you love that title? <laughs> I do, but I am not one of those people who naturally looks for the good. Mm. My husband says I'm a pragmatic person mm, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm a realist mm. and I never see the silver lining, that kind of stuff. And so I love this conceptually, but it's really hard for me yeah. to actually be there. But I wanted to start by reading a little bit about what you had written in the devotion. You said, it's true. If you are looking for the good, even with only a glimmer of hope, you will find it. Mm. And let's be real. People just like to be around other people that are great at looking for the good. Mm. Because whether the good is grand and obvious or the good is only a glimmer of hope, they will find it everywhere. You go on to say a technique frequently used in therapy to help aid in the process of perspective changing is known as reframing or cognitive reframing. And therapists use this technique in order to help clients look at situations, people, or relationships in a different light. Mm -hmm. Positive reframing is a technique to help us view the other person's motives and behavior in a more positive light. True. And I think that that's really important when we're talking relationally, that it's looking at people's motives and behaviors mm -hmm. in a different light. But this idea of kind of reframing is one that we do talk about a lot in therapy. And I love that that's a technique that we can use to help us see the good mm -hmm. more often and be better at that. Yes. If we're looking for good, we generally find it. Mm -hmm. I've got to tell you where I got the title. Okay, devotion. please do. My husband. Yes. I, he is definitely one of those people who sees the good in everything. He really does. Yeah. And it's been such a good model for me. Mm. I mean, I'll be talking about something and be really negative. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then he pops up with something very positive. Yeah. My grandmother used to say this phrase. I know I quote her a lot. Uh -huh. And I know most of our listeners have heard this. There are some people that you're around that always see the glass half full. Yes. There are others that see the glass half empty. Yeah. And this relates to what we're talking about. Right. If you see the glass half full, of course, if you look for the good, you're going to find it. Exactly. And just very practically, it's just true. If you look for something that's good, yes. you'll find good in that. Right. It's it's attitudinal. Mm. You know, it yeah. is in the attitude. Yeah. And on the other side of that coin, we can find bad always. Right. And a lot of times it's the first thing we do see mm. because it jumps out at us first. Yes. But... The reframe yeah. that we're talking about, the positive really helps us 
our well-being, mm, our heart, right. everything about it. When Steve has a reframe, uh-huh. throws out a positive, it's like, oh, I never even thought of that. <laughs> exactly. And you're married to somebody just like that. I am. Yes. So we recently had Jen Jett on talking about the Enneagrams. Yes, she did. And we shared in that episode, both of our husbands are Enneagram nines, mm-hmm. the peacemaker. And the thing that I love about my husband is... It's not necessarily that he's, you know, like an optimist, but he can see things from different perspectives. Yes. And so when I come to him and I'm being really negative about a situation, he's like, I wonder if you've considered it from this point of view. Yes. Uh And I'm like, huh, I haven't. I've never considered it from that point of Mm -hmm. view. But he causes me to think about things differently Mm -hmm. than I normally do. And for Mm -hmm. him, that just comes naturally Mm -hmm. to think about everyone else's perspective and kind of where people are coming from. For me, that's not very natural. Mm -hmm. And so I love that he can kind of remind me Mm -hmm. of that. And it's a perfect example of what a reframe actually is. Yeah, that is a perfect example for what a reframe is. Yeah. And I just think as you were talking about this whole, like, if you look for good, you will find it. If you look for the bad, you will find it. Mm -hmm. And the thought that came to my mind is, have you ever um, been thinking about buying a new car? Mm -hmm. And then everywhere you go, you see that car. (laughs) Right? Yes. And that same color. In that same color, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea there were 6,000 red Jeeps mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But they they like suddenly appear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if we start drawing our attention towards something, mm-hmm. we're going to notice it. Yes. And on that same thought... You can either say, oh, my gosh, I thought mine was going to be the only red G versus, oh, I've got the best taste. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or or your neighbor may buy one after you. Oh, they must love my red G. Exactly. Great. You know, there's two reframes and there's two ways to look at that. Glass half full is, hey, I must have great taste. They must love my red G versus, oh my my gosh. Yes, I've made a mistake. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when we talk about reframing, it all starts with the fact that all of us have biases, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I see the world differently than you see the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the frame in which I see it through. Obviously, I see the world differently than my husband. You see the world differently than Steve. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy in relationship to you know, be like, oh, we don't see the things the mm-hmm. same way. But where we get stuck can be, I've always seen the world this way. And we don't even realize we're doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if you can give an example before we get into how do we actually reframe When does it become a problem where we realize I actually need to implement a reframe here? Well, where it hurts, you know, when we feel it in our body is when I always know I need a reframe. Mm -hmm. Like, uh uh-oh, something's going on and I feel it in my body. Like, I know I've been offended, Okay, perhaps. Yes. I know I've been offended or I've offended someone, Mm -hmm. or I just feel like I am feeling worthless. Something inside my body lets me know that something is wrong in the relationship. Yeah. But I know it. Yes. And perhaps I do need to reframe, or it could be that something's just off. Yeah. And so perspective needs to be changed. Exactly. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So, but first... 
But first, I feel it. Yes. Okay, so I know something's off. Yeah. But I'm either having a negative feeling Mm -hmm. about myself or another. Okay. Okay. So can you give like an example of what that might sound like? I feel like I am the worst person on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Is that pretty obvious? That's pretty obvious. I feel like I'm the worst person on the planet. I'm the worst mother. Mm, That's another one. I'm the worst wife. Yes. I'm the worst friend. I'm a horrible person. Yeah. I take that identity on. Yeah. Now, I here, I'm pointing to my brain Uh up here, may know that that's a lie. Right. But I feel like I am the worst fill in the blank. Exactly. And so, nothing can convince you otherwise. No. Because your body's no, I, on board with that. Mm-hmm. Your emotions are attached to that. Mm-hmm. And you're just convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible mother. Yes. And or we could turn that on the other person. Yes. You always disappoint yes. me. You always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The superlatives get us in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. get another in trouble. Yeah. Uh-huh. That always. can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's time... That's a setup for a reframe. Yes. I may say, if I said that or if you said that, I'd go, oh, wow, hang on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's think about what you just said. Yes. Is that really true? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is something we do with clients on a All regular the time. basis. All the time. And, and I think it's important to just, sometimes we just need somebody to bring it to our attention. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wait, hang on. Mm, Yeah. Let's unpack that. (laughs) Is that really true? (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, so I was actually doing some research on this idea of reframing and a cognitive reframe. And they gave some ideas for how to implement this technique. So I love this list. And I think it's super great. Something that we can implement on our own. Yeah, it's a great list. So when we feel our bodies. Yes. Reacting. Yes. When we hear those words either coming out of our mouth or online loop in our head. Yes. I'm the worst person in the whole entire world. I'm a terrible mother. I'll never get this right. You always disappoint me. Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. At that point, hit pause Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, hang on. Let me really Mm -hmm. get curious about what's going on here. So here's a list of questions that we can ask ourselves in that moment. Mm -hmm. Is this thought real? Yes. Okay. Is it real? Am I basing my thoughts on facts or feelings? That is the best one. It's so Am good. Am I basing this thought mm-hmm. on facts or feelings? Exactly. That needs to definitely be repeated. It does. Mm-hmm. So then we move into what is the evidence for this thought? What is the evidence mm-hmm. for this thought? Notice I'm repeating. You are. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And that evidence could be, this is what I learned mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. you know, family of it, origin. It may not mm-hmm. be true in this situation, but it was true somewhere in my past. That's right. So it's just getting curious about, mm-hmm. is there evidence for this thought? Mm-hmm. I love this one. Could I be misinterpreting the evidence? Perfect. Right? Could I be misinterpreting the evidence? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then am I viewing the situation black and white when it's really more complicated Could I be viewing this evidence as black and white? When it's really more complicated. When it's really much more complicated. And nine times out of ten, it is much more complicated. Totally. And then the last one, which I think, honestly, we all fall into this category more often than not. Am I having this thought out of habit or do facts support it? Do facts support this or is this just a habit that I've gotten into? Exactly. Yes. So that's kind very of, good list. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. So is. when we get in those places where mm-hmm. we're just 
seen the negative and everything. We can't yes. find any good here. We can stop and actually question like, wait a second, what's going on here? What is going on? So, especially the last one, mm-hmm. out of habit, yeah, many of us yes. go, I'm just a horrible wife. Right. I'm just a horrible mother. Yes. I'm just, a, that becomes pattern. Yeah. That just becomes pattern. And we don't even think about it. Don't even think about mm-hmm. it. Maybe it's a pattern they've heard all of their life. Yeah. From what they heard in their family of origin. Mm-hmm. And so now they're saying it. Yeah. So it's so good. That list is so good. Yeah. But what you're saying, and, and I'm coming back to the devotion where we started, is when we use this reframing, it can help us to view our own motives mm-hmm. and other people's motives in a more positive light. Right. You know, right. so let's take the uh, example of I'm a horrible mother, right? Because I think that's one that a lot of us oh, yeah. struggle with. Yeah. So if it's just been habit mm-hmm. that for the last 10 years, this tape in your head has been running. I'm a horrible mother. I'm a mm-hmm. horrible mother. And we finally stop and go, hang on. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Is this real? What mm-hmm. evidence is there to support it? Mm-hmm. Am I misinterpreting the mm-hmm. evidence? Mm-hmm. Is this just habit? Mm-hmm. What do we do at that point? Mm-hmm. Asking the questions is the first step, but then what? Mm-hmm. We pause, ask the questions, just like you said. And then the evidence is what's going on with the kids. Yeah. And I've taken responsibility of what goes on with the kids. Yeah. And so it makes me a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. So every time you act a certain way, I feel yes. like I'm a horrible mother. Yeah. So taking the evidence, I've turned it into me. Yes. Instead of, and is that true or is that not true? It's not. No, it is yeah. not true. So I've owned their issues. Yeah. And so, you know, and we can relate that to the kids or we can relate that to friendships. Mm-hmm. We can relate that to our spouse. We can right. relate that. But in this case, we're talking about kids. Yeah. So the evidence is false. Yes. You know. Right. And so, but I've owned their stuff. Mm-hmm. I've owned their stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's a really good list. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I'm thinking, you know, going back to this whole idea, if we look for the good, yes. we're going to find it. Right. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm saying all these things and the evidence doesn't support it. So mm-hmm. what does the evidence support? So the evidence is it's not mine to own. Yeah. So I've said, hang on. I've said I am a horrible mother. But I love my kids. They chose to misbehave. Yes. But am I still a good mother? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm still a good mother, but I don't own how they behave all the time. Exactly. 100% of the time. Yeah. So that's part of the evidence. Is it true or false that I'm still a good mother? Right. Even though they choose to misbehave sometimes. Right. Yes, yeah. I am. Are they going to be perfect? No. no. Am I Of course perfect? not. No. No. But we can see the good at yes. that point. Yes. And I think when we're in that mindset of I'm a horrible mother, mm-hmm. i never get anything right. I'm a mm-hmm. terrible person. We can't see the good. No. And also part of this was, does it make you feel that way? Yes. Or is it a fact or a feeling? Yes. And you feel like a horrible mother mm-hmm. sometimes, but it's not a fact right. that you're a horrible mother. Right. So you separate fact and feeling. So we were talking about this earlier and how much we love what a reframe can do. Mm-hmm. And I think it can help with relationships, but ultimately it helps with my own heart. Yes. You know, it's really going to change the core of who I am if I can start to reframe things. I'm actually a very good mother and my kids, uh, I love my kids. My kids love me. They're going to misbehave sometimes and I'm going to be okay. 
But I'm just thinking about like, how does that change your behavior? You know, if I go from thinking I'm a horrible mother and I can't do anything right Mm -hmm. to reframing that to, no, I am a good mother and I do love my kids. And yes, everything. they are going to make mistakes. I like feel like even when you were saying that, I felt my body relax, Yes, you know? And so now I can approach this situation from a more relaxed perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm not uptight. I'm Mm -hmm. not hard on myself Mm -hmm. and that frees me up Mm -hmm. to enjoy my life. Yes, exactly. Again, changing attitude changes everything Mm -hmm. and especially your heart. So when we started, we talked about the glass half full, the glass half empty, you know, and I'm not a glass half full person, Mm -hmm. but I think what happens is when we start to reframe things Mm -hmm. and start to look at what's really true and what's really happening here it naturally leads us Mm -hmm. to start being more glass half full type people Mm -hmm. without us having to like strive and work for it. And I think that's the problem is a lot of people are like, I want to be more optimistic. Uh Okay. Well, that's great. But this process that you're describing here is actually getting to the root of a problem. Yeah. You know, it's actually examining what is it that makes me think negatively look for the negative Mm -hmm. and addressing that and then once you address that it's naturally easier Mm -hmm. to start to see the good in things yes and you know there's another devotional in there it's right after that one and it's always looking for the negative you know it's very easy to see the negative in things too the example was the pharisees actually who always looked at the negative and jesus pointed out the very same thing Mm -hmm. he said you know i want you to look at the heart you know, look at the heart always and compassion of people. Yeah. Because the Pharisees knew the law, of course, sure. and they knew the letter of the law, mm-hmm. but they did not know the heart and they missed the relationship, mm. which is what Jesus is all about. Mm-hmm. And so that helps here. And so that's what we focus in as therapists, as you well know. And while we're interested in this, what we called the term cognitive reframe. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes in and they're super negative and have a low esteem yes. of themselves, right. what we're trying to do is help them. And this is one avenue to help them yeah. is a cognitive reframe. Like this, unpack them. If you do think you're a horrible mother, if you do think you're a horrible person, let's do help with a positive yes. reframe. Of, let's unpack it because... You know, you can help with even a reframe, like if you're married and your husband might make you feel Mm -hmm. a certain way, then that helps a reframe like you've turned it into an identity, which perhaps to you has turned into a fact, Mm. but the reframe can help you turn it into when you speak to me, it makes me feel yes, a right. certain way. Yeah. But even me saying it right. makes me feel yes. like you were talking about. Yeah. It more lighthearted about it. Right. So it's not your identity. You, you may feel mm-hmm. you've been made to feel a certain way, but yeah. it's not who you are. Exactly. Does that make sense? It, it does. And so, it feels like we could get really stuck there. That's right. If it feels like our identity. That's right. But what you just said, I'm like, that doesn't feel stuck. That feels like something I can work with. This is fixable. That That is exactly right. God can intervene and help me to know who I really am. Yes. But the reframe can be used that way Mm -hmm. as well in a very positive light. Yeah. 
like, who am I really? I that I'm made to feel a certain way, yeah. but no, that's not who I really am. Yeah. So reframing can really get, you know, we can work with the heart. So it's more than, ooh, looking at the glass half empty. But I want to tell you something. Practically speaking, it really is nice to be around people yeah. that are positive. And I don't mm-hmm. mean Pollyanna. Right. But I do mean that are positive, mm-hmm. that do see, look for the good. Mm-hmm. And people, I love being around people sure. that are looking for the good and not always looking for the bad yeah. in yeah. people. And I, I want more than that. I think Jesus did that, mm-hmm. you know. I think he modeled that for us. Yeah. And the hope in that is that we can become those people. Exactly. You know, I don't have to stay stuck in this place where I'm naturally negative or I Mm -hmm. naturally lean towards worst case scenario. I -hmm. can begin to start asking some questions and getting curious about some stuff and digging into this and letting God reveal truth to me mm-hmm. so that it's easier for me mm-hmm. to see the good. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I have loved our conversation this week, and I hope you guys have too. Every week, we like to leave you with a tangible takeaway. And I'm actually going to leave this list in our show notes so people can go back oh, that's and good. reference it. Because I think this would be a great journal prompt or mm. you know something you can screenshot and keep on your phone so that we can begin um, thinking about reframing some things. So our tangible takeaway is just that when you find your body's feeling that, oh, something's going on here. You start having those thoughts or saying those words Mm -hmm. that you're like, I don't like it when I get like this. Again, we'll go back to the list real quick. Is this thought real? Mm -hmm. Am I basing my thoughts on facts or feelings? Is there evidence for this thought? Could I be misinterpreting the evidence? Mm. Am I viewing the situation black and white when it's really more complicated? And the last one, am I having this thought out of habit? Or do facts support it? Love that, Leah. And I think that's just a really practical way that we can begin to be more intentional mm-hmm. about our thoughts and behaviors that are part of our everyday life. I love that. All right. So let us know what you guys think. If you've you know tried this and it's worked for you, we would love to hear from you. Yes. And share. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Until then, we hope you have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.